So what we need is for you to find a location. We want it to be like a luxury apartment um, and then hire two actors to do this thing and find a voice actor. And our budget is a thousand, is a thousand dollars. And, uh, <laughs> and that is just so laughable. Oh my gosh. My name is West Gibbons and welcome back to the Tungsten Originals podcast. You just heard part of my conversation with editor Andrew Painter. We discussed our partnership as he edits my biggest short film yet, how to price your work when entering the commercial market, and some client horror stories. Be sure to listen to the end for a pretty big announcement involving Tungsten's first live event. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Episode 33 of the Tungsten Originals Podcast. Andrew, welcome back. Thanks, man. You were one of the few returning guests. Wow, I'm to the honored. podcast, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> we were dude, cool. I like your studio, man. <laughs> it's really nice. <laughs> I wish we were filming this because we're in your studio. That's right. I did not have a studio. Yeah, but this is great. This is like the new and improved Savannah Presents studio. Yeah. Which, for people who don't know, you have your own podcast called Savannah Presents. That's right. Which give us a little pitch. Uh, Savannah Go presents. ahead and advertise a competing podcast yeah. at the beginning of this one. Uh, Savannah Presents is for Savannah people. Yes. It is Savannah's podcast where we interview interesting people in yeah. Savannah, talk about whatever they do. Um, it's locally based. We have another show that we do on the same podcast mm-hmm. that is called This Week in Savannah. And that's like a news show for just local news. We don't talk anything national. Everything's local. 20 minutes or less, right? Yeah. There's not a lot of good forums for like local. No discussion yeah, not at all everything's like cnn or fox now you know what I mean? which is all bad yeah it's all garbage yeah. which like as we were we we've talked about this before like local news is what affects your day-to-day life yeah, right on a much bigger scale yeah so that's sort of our mission is to yeah. zone people in on what's going on around them and yeah so and it's come a long way yeah have you it been, has. how long have you been are nearly, you close to the nearly two, a year one year nearly a year yeah. wow yep that's every awesome. week that's really cool. And it's evolved a bunch. Yeah. Started with Cody, yep. um, who was on the last one that Shout I was on. Shout out to Cody. Uh, he went oh, off, yeah. He was on, on yeah, your right. episode. He went of off this one. the day after your podcast yeah, came out. Which we, <laughs> which we wanted. I was like, can we announce it on this one? You were like, no, we haven't announced it on yours yeah. yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's up in Atlanta now. Yeah. So and now I, we have Courtney. Yeah. And she has added a lot of value. Yeah. Not that Cody wasn't Not adding the, value. <laughs> right. But, right. Uh, she's she's great you i think it's listen. cool that she is a native of savannah she it's cool to have that isn't a native of savannah oh okay i thought she was <laughs> no but has she, she lived here longer she, than you have though yes oh yeah. okay gotcha. um she went to scad oh um, gotcha gotcha she's from somewhere in the south well she's okay. from pennsylvania and then she moved when she's gotcha. youngish to the south but yeah so it is funny because it's like a pennsylvania native and a jersey native <laughs> actually two pennsylvania natives technically Oh yeah, uh, are running Savannah Presents. Well, there you go. But no one else is doing it. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You can we moved into yeah, a void as long as there's it. no competition. <laughs> yeah. Um. But the reason you were on this episode is because you were editing my short film that I that's shot last right. summer. Thirty eight. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I know the title. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. Thirty eight thousand six hundred miles per hour. Bingo. Yeah. It's not. It's a just good, a lot of numbers. It's not a good title. No, it's good, dude. I like it it's just good. because it's. It's, it's a like very nerdy relation. It's the speed of <laughs> a rocket going into space. Yeah, it's close. It's the speed of the Voyager 1 yeah. spacecraft. Right. right. That's what I said. That's not a rocket. <laughs> well, there was a rocket on it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. But you're editing it. Um, yes. This is my first time not editing my own yeah. work. So don't mess it up. Okay. No, but I think the relationship between an editor and a director is interesting yes and i want to dive into that later but before we do that i want to talk about like your intro to editing like how did that we covered on your episode with and with cody with andrew (laughs) (laughs) how you and him got into like film in general so if you want to hear about that listen to that episode but uh like specifically editing because i've known you as like an editor producer editor right for a little bit now so when did that come about yeah so um i guess i'm trying to figure out what order to talk about that in i guess i'll start at the beginning which is 1997 <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was born Stephen and ann painter um no i uh, at first i thought you were gonna say i was born like your original name was Stephen, and they somehow <laughs> changed it to, yeah. to andrew later yeah. uh so yeah i was born 
Um, <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to say at all. <laughs> you said <laughs> you that's, me all You said that so seriously. <laughs> uh, I got into editing. Right. Um, in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. We. Uh, well, I had done some editing before on like Movie Maker. And like, right. I was fascinated by the concept. Like when I realized yeah. that you could take one video and then another video and then you could put them together, <laughs> right. that blew my mind. Yeah, Cause totally. I was like, I could make something then. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we made some like little films and I made some stop motion stuff, um, mm-hmm. with, with, you know, bad <laughs> stuff. And then, right. I, then I used iMovie for the first time for oh, a boy. school project for a project that my mom was the teacher in. So I wasn't. Nice. Taking it seriously, yeah. but we did take it seriously because we just had to have fun with it, you know. Right. And so I was up until like three a.m. the, day, <laughs> the night before, just editing this thing. Yeah. And I guess that was my first real edit of something. Okay. Um, as real as you can when you're shooting on a T2I in a school classroom. <laughs> totally. But it was just this little like sketch thing filled with inside jokes that aren't funny to anyone except for the people that are involved. Of course. Um, the best kind of content. <laughs> yeah, but I was just like, I was just amazed by my capacity to like make a story yeah um and then my sophomore year i want to say of high school uh i got my first uh actual editing software which was adobe premiere pro was it like a legit version it was a legit version oh wow yes. good i was for you. one of the few that didn't pirate things good because for you. i had a guilty conscience <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i was not one of those no. people well my friend uh the reason i got it actually was because like there had been a glitch on the premiere site mm-hmm. and my friend got a copy of the creative suite for $70. That's insane. Yeah. And so I tried to like do it like an hour later and they had fixed it. Oh. Um, but then I was like, oh man, I really wanted this. My mom got it for me for my birthday. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's great. Now um, it's like 50 bucks a month. I think, yeah. For oh, the it's creative crazy. Suite, which yeah. Is insane. yeah. Have you, since you've graduated, have you had to start paying for it yet? Scad did, well, yes. Okay. Scad did a thing where like the year after you graduate, some partnership where I could yeah. get the student price for a year. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I'm doing that right now. Nice. Um, yeah, so then me and my friends started making sketches, and mm. um, and yeah, I just really got into editing. We would, everyone would come on a Sunday mm-hmm. every week. We started a YouTube channel, which I will not say the name of. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Um, and well, I guess I had done a couple with like the other YouTube channel that me and my friends had done, mm-hmm. um, but different kind of set of friends. But yeah. um, we started doing every Sunday. We would record a sketch all day, and then how I much, would. How much pre production was in that? Oh, was it man. like they come none. and that's what yeah <laughs> literally yeah. none yeah yeah i would i would think of ideas but like we didn't right. have a script or anything right and yeah then we record all day and then i would sit down at like seven o'clock and i would edit until like 2 a.m mm-hmm. and so that on monday the next day i could show everyone wow what the video was wow yeah. i feel like that prepared you for the life as an editor yeah kind of up yeah because yeah. we've done that a lot together. right yeah um that is like a lot of it is like just like buckling down and doing it. Sometimes yeah, it's good to do it at night. I think that's your sleep how, schedule. I think that's the thing about editing how you weed out the people who aren't fully committed because yeah. it's one of those things where like what I like about editing is and what I admire about good editors is like how you can craft a story with like a finite amount of footage. Yeah, but there's also a bunch of menial, tedious things you have to do yeah. for that story to come together yeah it's amazing how long it takes people don't realize yeah (laughs) Yeah. they really don't yeah uh now most of the editing i do is like wedding videos um Mm -hmm. yeah not super exciting stuff right Right. now when you were going into film school were you excited to learn about editing in like a formal way definitely yeah Yeah. that was one of the things i was most excited for one of your film school expectations which is the title of you and cody's (laughs) episode (laughs) so i want to hear our thoughts on that yeah check Um, that out well, I think story in general was my main focus, yeah. but that had a lot to do with editing for me because that is oh, really totally. like an important part. Yeah. So yeah, I edited all the stuff that I did for most of the time I was at SCAD. My senior was the first thing that I didn't edit. Uh, that was my. What own. was that like? Uh, it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice to not finish production and then be like, all right, now I have to like do all this totally. work. Totally. Yeah. Um, my editor was really good, mm-hmm. um, Ali Gondek. Um, oh, nice. It's a pleasure to work with her. Sweet. But I'm looking for an editor for my senior, so I might hit oh, her yeah. up. Do it. Yeah, it was really hard to like yeah. give that kind of control because yeah. like, you still have control as the director. Um, of course. But you don't have the minutiae that you do when you're editing. Yeah. Like it, it's hard to be like, oh, uh, this shot that you chose, let's go through all of the seven other shots and <laughs> right. see if they're better. Or let's can't do it every two shot. frames off of it or something. Right, yeah. yeah. You know, I've definitely been on both sides of this, like in the amateur student world of being a director and right. an editor. 
on the other side, I have a hard time with editing, you know this, of like letting the director <laughs> tell me what to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is terrible. That's just like a ter- you're a terrible editor if you can't do that. But it's hard. Um, right. Because you don't have the same vision as your director. And of like your job as editor is to try to adopt the director's vision um, and do that the best that you can. Yeah. But also you're supposed to be able to introduce new things. Yeah, of course. So it's like a hard thing to juggle. Right. Um, which like so uh, we've talked about this on this podcast a lot like there's so many aspects of filmmaking where it, it is a weird juggling act yeah. you know like the relationship between the director and the first ad mm-hmm. that's like a really uh close relationship but in essence they're always butting yes yeah. yeah. you know because they have different goals but at scad what was the first time that you edited a project that you had no other involvement with the production in hmm because when I met you, it was you and Cody making stuff together. Yeah. But you were still involved right. in the production. You were on set and stuff like that. But what was the first time when you were only the editor? And what was well, that experience like? Um, I usually involve myself in more than just editing. <laughs> right. Because I tend to do some sort of associate producing along with my editing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the closest thing to that uh, the first time was Cody's film Simulate which is like a comedy horror film that yeah. we starred in that we sure talked did. about in the other podcast. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, I hadn't, I wasn't there for shooting. Um, I kind of right. knew, I knew about the script and I, mm-hmm. I helped um, with the script and with some locations and stuff like that. Right. Um, but I wasn't there for shooting. So that was a different experience. And I think it actually really helps. I learned really from that, okay. that it does because you are freed from the preconceived notions yeah. that everyone has having been on set and seeing things right. in a particular way when you have the freedom to assemble this thing Mm -hmm. the way that's best as opposed to necessarily the way that it was written. uh, Right. It it, it makes you the one person who can see something that everyone else isn't seeing. Yeah. So. Okay. It kind of gives you like an audience perspective in a way. Yeah. Or you can craft that audience perspective. Right. What was it like working with Cody in that capacity? Uh it He's was not here. You can say whatever you want. No, it was, it was actually way <laughs> more healthy than our other. Oh, nice. <laughs> than a lot That's of good. other projects. Yeah, because uh, like, well, that was just a me and Cody problem. It wasn't really a right. But but it was just like we had a hard time balancing that control thing when we were so both nebulously kind of yeah. involved in projects without predefined terms. That makes sense. Which is something you should do. And here's yeah. a word of advice to everyone. Please, this isn't just about film. This is about life. I have been involved in multiple partnerships over projects and businesses and different things like that always 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 have a contract yeah even if it's your best friend especially if it's your best friend Mm -hmm. you think that it's like it means you don't trust the person but what it actually does is clarifies everything right so that you're starting off in a good place to know what you're doing i always have predefined rules because otherwise it is hard to figure out what to do when there's a conflict so, and a bunch of people think that just because they're best friends with someone that they can work together, right. work yeah. well with them. Yeah. And that's so not the yeah. case. Right. <laughs> like working with someone can just totally yeah. destroy relationships. Yeah. And so, yeah. It uh, almost I destroyed me and Cody's friendship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. we talked about it last Which time. like, I, I like that y'all are like frank about that. Yeah. Yeah. And honest about that. Yeah. Because I think that's a side that not a lot of people see. Right. And if you weren't honest about it then you still wouldn't be good friends yeah right like we're all great Mooch friends be because we can be it. yeah exactly because yeah. we can be like honest with each other right but, I, meant, I meant to say actually along these lines i actually really don't like you as a person so we should just not be friends anymore are you talking to me or talking yeah, about- no to you oh yeah 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 okay yeah we got like 45 minutes left can you fake it for that okay yeah i'll, I'll like slide that. you another 20 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a high paying job yeah right <laughs> faking being my friend um so what are your least favorite and most favorite parts of editing? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. Well, Thank you. I'll give you a least favorite that's not a good answer, and then I'll try to come up with a better one. My least favorite part is if syncing. If you can make every answer a bad answer, that'd be great. <laughs> syncing audio sucks. It's <laughs> yeah. not a very sophisticated answer, but it is a pain in the ass. No, totally. Um, Which... Your last was my I assistant editor. Because I felt really guilty me. that you yeah. were editing for me, so I synced well, all the video and audio. I wouldn't have made you do it except the other problem that we were in right. <laughs> which we do not talk about <laughs> you know what part of me wants to just own up to it do it so here's the thing folks in filmmaking you make mistakes and a lot of people i'm gonna get on a high horse with this <laughs> a lot of people will back away from their mistakes and act like they didn't happen right i did a really dumb thing yeah 
in that I totally thinking this was purely good intentions. Yeah. Totally thinking that I was doing the right thing, being smart, being helpful to my editor. I <laughs> I'm gonna lose all like filmmaking yes. cred that I like yeah. barely a little bit that I have. I renamed the original footage, the original files. red footage files, <laughs> which which explain why that's an issue. Well, because so red, um, we shot on a red camera last summer. Yeah, the way red saves files is in four gigabyte chunks because of the format that it saves into. Yeah. Because um, it's such a high uh, quality that the files would be way too big. Right? No, that's not why. Oh, okay. Uh, I really don't I know. I don't know it... why they do <laughs> okay, it that way. Gotcha. I'm sure they have a reason. Right. Um, uh, it's like XFAT or one of those. Uh, okay. the, it's the file format that they use. Um, right. And so well, the way it works is that each file has metadata in it yeah. uh, and a config file attached that references the names of the other clips so that when you put a folder that has a bunch of subfiles in it into an editing software like Premiere or um, Avid or whatever, whatever, it will just link them together and know that that's the... But when you change the original files, the metadata doesn't get... The names don't change in the metadata, which means... It's unlinked. It's unlinked. It's looking for something that's not there. Right. But thankfully, it was an easy fix. Right. Which, like, we didn't originally know it was an easy fix because right. we were looking at it on your computer, which is a Windows, and you apparently didn't have, like, all the subfolder options. Yeah, I, I didn't have my options set up right because I just right. reinstalled Windows pretty recently. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Because there's, like, there was another metadata file that had the same name. That was that hadn't I could, changed. Right, which, yeah. that I hadn't changed, so I could just eventually copy-paste that. And it was actually a really quick solve, but we had to go to this editing professor, yeah. Scott, who was really nice. He I was thought he was going nice. to roast me. Like, he yeah. totally had all... Uh, yeah. like space to, to right. do that because I definitely learned to not do that in his editing class <laughs> and that was part of the reason I felt really guilty yeah. about emailing him because he definitely told us yeah. probably on day one hey folks don't do this yeah <laughs> but I truly did it thinking like this will make organization right easier. well and that's the thing is like there's so many aspects of filmmaking that as a director it's hard to know enough about everything Especially right. if such a, in such a hands-on role, like on a small production, right. like you were. And I'd never shot on a red before. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just like, you're trying to help. Um, right. And it's hard to know everything. You know right. what I mean? I, I ran into that problem with sound um, on my last films. Right. Like, I just didn't have the language to talk about sound. Of course. Uh, at the time. Um, and it led to some problems. So, yeah. So uh, luckily we were able to fix it. For yeah, a hot did. second, I thought, I, I was like, this is just, it's just yeah. not going to work. Well, and it wasn't <laughs> gone. The footage wasn't gone. But I was like, West, right. I can't, like, you it was going to take hours. Right. So I was like, I can't, like, do it. And so I, like, quit the project. And right. then we figured out an easier solution. And then and now you're I back. came back. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like, I, I had never shot on a red before. And I just thought I was being being helpful yeah. but rule of rule of thumb don't tamper with the raw files no. even if you're shooting on a canon c3i or a red or yeah whatever if you're shooting on a red you probably know this already yeah <laughs> one it's just like too it's just like even if yeah even if you're shooting on a t2i like if you don't have a backup version of the original media that right. you pulled off the card maybe when you're trying to change your name you accidentally delete a file or something or you know what right. I mean? or you corrupt something somehow, right you know what i mean like so it's just good practice to like make sure at least somewhere that you have everything originally yeah. right out as it came off the card. Right, which is why we have one of our backup drives as the screwed up air quotes version yeah, with right. the renamed. And then we have a backup drive with all the work that like all the syncing and all that stuff. Yeah. So that was a problem that we faced. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily it's the problem has passed now. Yeah. Um, and... I'm glad I was able to <laughs> yeah. fix the problem yeah. and further help with the syncing thing. And the yeah. syncing... Syncing audio to video is already a pain in the ass, even if you have a scratch track, because like Premiere, you can like highlight it and it'll yeah. automatically sync it. it doesn't work very well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Plus, but at better. least gets it like started, yeah. you know, but we did not have an onboard microphone on yeah. our camera and we yeah. couldn't hook up a microphone <laughs> to it. Uh, so I had to do it all yeah. manually. That makes it even harder. It really does, because whenever you're syncing just an audio track to just a video track, yeah. I was getting down to frame by frame. Yeah, totally. I'm like, when does this sound happen? Yeah. <laughs> and even if it's a frame off, you can kind of see yeah. that it's like off. Just because since we watch people talk all the time, we know what it should right. feel like. And the fact that it feels off a little bit, it's like, okay, I'm one frame over or, yeah. under or whatever. But the syncing is done and the files are renamed. Yeah. So now that all of that menial <laughs> yeah. menial BS yeah. is done, what's um, your favorite part that you're hopefully looking forward to with this project? Um, I like... I like when you can, when you get to the point where you can understand what you're doing with the story and then you can 
uh, I don't know, you can pluck those notes that you've created Mm -hmm. um, in impactful ways. Uh, That's like a really nebulous means nothing answer. (laughs) But I like it. There is a moment for you as an editor, whether you're doing like a long form film or like Mm -hmm. a short video, where you like realize like that what you have been doing is building up to this thing that you're about to do. And that's pretty cool. And in order to do that, you really have to understand your footage. You have to watch it all 80 times <laughs> and you have to asse- have assembled it and then scrapped a bunch of stuff and mm-hmm. tried a bunch of different things and failed a hundred times. Yeah. But then like you get it and you're like, oh wow, like the pieces that I put together before actually meant something and they're actually bringing me to this place. And that that's how you know you're on the right track is that like things are leading towards your goal. You know, like there's a lot of really um, visually fancy editors Right, they can do all kinds of stuff that I can't do, um, and I, d- I do envy that, and especially in like wedding video and yeah. real estate and commercial stuff, that would be great. Yeah, um, to be able to have those skills, yeah. and, I, and I'm working on it. But there's also a lot of people who can do that kind of stuff who don't understand story. Right, and you might get a lot of likes on Instagram, mm-hmm. but maybe your art isn't as good if you can't tell yeah. a story if you're just making it look pretty. Um, and ideally, it should be both of those things. Right, like visually pleasing and compelling narrative well if you look up you know editing tutorials it's all about how to do a specific effect or like get the quote-unquote film look like here's how you add grain and lumetri right (laughs) right people don't understand that like in order to learn how to be a good editor you don't just need to learn the tools you have to have actual philosophical discussions and understanding of your material like it's not it's not like its own thing it kind of relates to your experience in the world and yeah your worldview like all that stuff is really bundled into whether you can tell a good story totally but people just think it's like a skill set like like welding or you know what I mean. Right. Um, right. I mean there's artistry and those kinds of things too. But of it's course. Just, yeah. I guess actually that's the real thing that I'm saying is that every every job that we do mm-hmm. um is impacted not just by the skills that your hands can do, but also totally. by what you put into it. Right. As an editor, what advice do you have for people who are interested in editing but maybe don't have access to mm. uh quote unquote fancy software? Ooh, software. Well, um, your materials it, it's the same thing shoot, like what camera shoot on like yeah it doesn't really have a lot to do with your your ability to tell a narrative like yeah what kind of software you're using like if you're using windows movie maker that puts so many obstacles in your way that it's going to be hard to do but you could make a great story I think that's a good that could be a good windows. challenge yeah though, yeah you know it's mostly just practice like mm-hmm. you just have to like make bad stuff for a long time and then totally. you'll be like oh wow this is actually like only slightly bad you know, yeah. and then someday you'll get to a point where you're like, okay, this is like average. <laughs> right, right. It's, <laughs> you know? it's totally such a yeah. long like when staircase. You, <laughs> with that, Like with anything, when you think that you're getting good at editing, you are almost at the top of the first mountain. And when you right. get over that crest, you see how many more mountains there are to climb. <laughs> so true. Because then you get the perception where you can understand yeah. better editors. And you're right. like, oh, I really don't know yeah. anything. Yeah, you first glimpse how much you don't know. <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think actually starting off in a cheaper program can maybe be a good thing because if you went into Premiere cold, yeah, it would be so overwhelming yep. and you would not want to edit anymore yeah. because there's just every effect in the I world. I think as much as I'm a PC fanboy, mm-hmm. I think iMovie is a really good software for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even now on your phones, there's like pretty good oh, totally. video editing oh, stuff. Yeah. It's become super accessible. Yeah. Like once you figure out timelines... And media, right? And effects, super basics. Yeah. yeah, like that stuff is very fundamental to being able to approach right the bigger softwares. And you should not try to do that all at once. You should start <laughs> right. with something simpler. Right. You cannot be you. You cannot edit a Marvel movie without knowing what the word timeline means. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't carry over. Um. I want to ask some advice relating to the editor director relationship. What advice do you have for editors who are in a position where they're working with a director? Oh man, I don't know if I'm qualified. <laughs> um, I don't know. Humility is important. Yeah, it's a lot about people skills. Yeah, um, totally. So much of film is. Yeah, the the thing is, is like really vulnerable to show something that you've created to someone. Yeah, I know. There's been several times where you show me an edit, and you're like really nervous to show me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and, and then if they don't like it, like right, it's hard to not take it personally. Totally. And I'm not really great at that, but you have to learn to not take it personally. Yeah. Um, because, well, you just have to have the humiliating understanding to know that not everything you do is good. And sometimes you even think right. something's good and it's not. Um, and sometimes you do something that's good and the director doesn't like it. And then you just have to be like, well, just an go. opinion thing. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think humility and then also the willingness to try new things and push 
knowing how hard to push you know what i mean like right being willing to, to defend some... like your decisions yeah. and stuff yep. yeah there's a balance to be struck right on the other side of that what advice do you have for directors and specifically me for directors as we work together yeah okay. directors that yeah, are working yeah. with an editor because yeah. i've worked with you on element the tungsten element series right. yep which was great um but this is the first time that it's like you know a, a narrative story right. uh like fiction type of thing yeah so what advice do you have for people in that position um i think like choose your words wisely no yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> i think uh giving your editor room to breathe is definitely a really good thing mm-hmm. um i learned that on the director side uh when i okay. was working with ali and just had these notions about what the thing was supposed to be and then right when she delivered me the thing it wasn't that but it was better <laughs> and sometimes it took yeah. me like a few watch throughs to realize oh this is better sometimes yeah. you're just like oh wow what was i thinking you know mm-hmm. this is definitely better but and then sometimes you you don't like it and then you just have to be gentle and right tell them to change it yeah i think a lot of it is about trusting your editor mm-hmm. to do the creative work that you've asked them to do right um because if you're not going to let them do that, why why get an editor? Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to just see what you do with the first pass. Like after reading the script, like I just want to want you to just like do it. Yeah, I'm excited because yeah. I I mean it's been a, over a year since we shot it. Yeah. Like you said, I have this idea of what I expect it to look right. like, but that always changes. Yeah. So I think it'll be cool to just see you just yeah. have your way with the footage. Right. It's gonna be really cool. And I really like projects that I have helped in the early development of the script. Yeah. And then go going back and seeing what, what happened and then kind of being able to toy with reassembling them, changing yeah. how they were meant. Because you, you just have all these pieces of totally. of a story and then you get to put them together in a way mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, I want to pivot to commercial videography work because that's something that you've been doing. Mm-hmm. You were doing it in college, but now you're obviously having more time to do it mm-hmm. post-college. When did you start like doing videography work like for hire? Yeah. After my freshman year, I put together an LLC. Of high school or college? College. College, okay. Put together an LLC called Andrew Painter Media. Um, well, actually- the sponsor of this episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since defunct. Um, but yeah, so my first job ever was for this like charity ministry thing. Okay. Um, and it was kind of a disaster, <laughs> but I learned a lot from it. Was it here or back home? It was, it was in Jersey. That, okay. The company was based in Jersey. Okay. And so it was for this guy who I knew, like a family friend um, who I hadn't talked to in a while. And he was involved in this like prayer ministry for a church. Okay. And they were throwing this event. And he was just kind of a pushover mm. and was being told things from other people in the ministry. And so like he didn't guarantee me pay at first. Mm. And then I was like, this doesn't seem right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and it's I was really, why I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, right. I was really nervous. I was really nervous about right saying I need to know that I'm getting paid, you know. That's something that I think so many artists, no matter what field you're in, can relate to it because yeah. like the second you can start asking for money, it's like how how do you price yeah. yourself? Right. Because there's like you were saying earlier, there's a part of you that knows that you could be so much better. Right. So like how did you handle that at all? Um that I still have that problem when people are like <laughs> right. I hate when clients are like how much do you charge for this? And I'm, and I'm like, well, I need some details. And I like mm-hmm. ask them for details. And I'm like, also, what's your budget? Because that's going to play a lot into how much work I can do on it, you know? Totally. But then they like don't, they refuse to like tell you what their budget is. Right. And that just makes it harder for everyone. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have a problem. I, I still have problems with like that first number that you throw out because it's like, you don't want to throw out something that's crazy. I, I'm a little more established now. And so like, I know what right. I charge and it's a little easier. Yeah. But, um, so I think I charge like $250 or something for this oh, video. Wow. Yeah. Was and, it just you working on it? Uh, no, I got my friend Kyle to come. Nice. And, uh, oh man, I don't know how much of this I want to tell. <laughs> but um, the event ended up flopping. Okay. And so we spent the whole event trying to make it look like there were more people in oh, the stadium no. than there were. Yeah. There was like, well, he said that there was going to be like thousands of people there, but they didn't do any advertising. Oh. So I don't know. They just prepared for a thousand people and thought they were going to show up. So there was like oh two gosh. dozen people there, maybe. Oh no! In this huge um, arena thing. Yeah, it was. It was really <laughs> rough. But so we filmed for a while, and then this is terrible. Okay, <laughs> I have much better work at this than this now. This was like four years ago. Um, hey, I, I admitted to a very dumb mistake that I made like a month ago <laughs> earlier. So, yeah. uh, so there was nothing happening. Um, right. 
and we didn't have anything to film. And so we told him that we were going to go. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling you this. I haven't heard this. I'm we really told curious. Him that we were going to go get some shots of just around Patterson, just drive around and film. Is that the town? Yes. Okay. Not a nice town. Okay. <laughs> um, and then we went to my friend's house for an hour and like ate some food and like played some cod and then went back. And it's like, I feel guilty because we shouldn't have done that. Uh, but right. also there was like nothing to do. It was <laughs> right. like just such an embarrassing disaster. I was just embarrassed to be there for this guy. You know right. what I mean? Um, oh, uh, I didn't even say what I did about the payment thing. So eventually I would just like, you know, you're really nervous on your first job or whatever. And eventually I was just like, um, I'm really sorry, but like, I can't do the job. Like if I don't know, I'm going to get paid, you know? And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Like, let me like, and he like went and talked to people and then right. guaranteed my pay. Right. So. That is such a teenager thing to do. Yeah. I totally would have done that in your position, <laughs> yeah. like a left and yeah. just play. Because yeah. that's... I was like eighteen, so right. Yeah, I totally get that. That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> um, and I think it's you know it makes more sense that there was nothing happening. No, if it yeah. was like a wedding, and I you wouldn't just do that now. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. But that reminds me of a story. I was home. This was I was a senior in high school. I think uh, either a senior in high school or with like a freshman at SCAD. But I was back home. And I got this call, like there was this, the Tate County State Fair, or not Tate County, the Tate County Fair, which is the county that uh, my hometown is in, is in my hometown because we're the biggest uh, city or village (laughs) (laughs) in the county. And this guy who runs it, or I don't know about runs it, but he was involved with the promotion in some form or fashion, called me and was like, so we want someone to do like a highlights video kind of like come and film it's a four-day event like we'll tell you you don't have to be at everything we'll send you like specific like events that we want you to come out to and cut it together and you know send it to us music and everything and we will give you a $50 honorary payment (laughs) whoa and I have this thing where like he told all this to me over the phone yeah and I don't like that form of confrontation because it doesn't give oh, me yeah. any time to think yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. So I worst. just said yes out of nowhere. Oh. And I was <laughs> I was at um, my senior year roommate's uh, house in Mississippi, Kobe, who was just on the podcast. And I hug up and I told him about this. And he was starting to get interested in video work. And he was like, that's nothing yeah. <laughs> it was like a four-day event yeah and i that's absurd right and i only had like a canon t3i but of course people who are in no way associated with film think any camera is amazing right <laughs> so um they wanted all this stuff and i originally said yes but then i talked to kobe and he was like that's ridiculous i called my parents and they were like that's ridiculous yeah tell them that you're gonna be like out of town at like a family event <laughs> so i called him back and i told him that and i was able to dodge the bullet nice. but like in the same way that artists don't know of a gauge to price themselves, I think right. the same can often go for people who are buying those services. Yeah. Because like for yeah. what they were asking for, yeah, that's true. that was like a several hundred dollar job. Right. You know, at least four day <laughs> event. That's like a $4,000 job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But maybe not for college. Students, I just but still, did a little, absurd. right. I just did a little white lie and avoided it. Yeah. But I think what really got me was the honorary. Yeah. That's really <laughs> annoying. Word. Yeah. Like, um, wow. Thanks. It's, for... it's not wrong to ask for people to do a really cheap job. They yeah, can just say absolutely no, not. but don't be demeaning. Dude. Right. Okay. I just thought of a story that I've never told. Oh boy. I have to tell oh, yeah. It. So a tungsten exclusive. Yeah. So yeah, this, this story is really, the audience for the story is the people who are just tr- starting out and trying to figure out what they're doing. Uh, the summer that I had started my business after freshman year, yeah, I wasn't getting a lot of work, and so I posted on Craigslist. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I had just been uh, assistant on the Big Bond Kickstarter video. Oh, okay. Nice. And so I was like... You know, I can do Kickstarter videos now. Like, I feel like right. I'm common enough to do that. And so I put that in as one of the things I listed in my Craigslist ad. And I got a call from this guy um, who was like, hi, I want to talk to you about doing a Kickstarter video. And I was like, oh, okay. He, he he asked me something about what my method is or whatever. And I was like, okay, so, like, usually I find the best way is to, like, do, like, some kind of interview or voiceover and then kind of frame – that's about your, like, purpose or mission and then frame – the story kind of around that. Um, and he's like, no, 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 we already have a script. I just need you to come out and shoot it uh, and produce it all. And I was like, okay. And he was like, it's for this 
like it was like a like a blender or something. It was like for some like kind of like health okay. accessory right. product for food. You yeah. know what I mean? And so he's like just going off about this and he's just such a jerk, you know? Yeah. Um, and kind of like just being an asshole. Yeah. And so then he's like telling me what the script is and it's like we're, we, we we want to have like this like an actress like a kind of like a sexy like actress using the product and we have a script all written out and i and so what we need is for you to find a location we want it to be like a luxury apartment um <laughs> and then hire actors two actors to do this thing and find a voice actor and uh our budget is thousand is a thousand dollars and uh, <laughs> and that is just so laughable oh my god but i was so nervous and had no idea what i was doing and a thousand dollars sounds like so much money. yeah right yeah um and so i was like oh okay like and then he, then the next thing he says is but if you've never done a kickstarter video that hasn't raised at least two million dollars you're not getting this job oh my gosh why, was, why is he on kicks yeah on craigslist i look back i was so i felt so like i had that hot wash of shame and that i was like <laughs> I was just, I felt like I wasn't measuring up. Do you know how much that money it would cost to rent a luxury apartment today and pay for actors? <laughs> that is so stupid. Yeah, that's insane. And so, just like looking back on that, I, I wish that I could tell myself to have the confidence to like, you realize when you start doing a business and dealing with clients all the time, you're not just respecting yourself for your own benefit. You're also respecting yourself for the benefit of the business client relationship. You have right. to start out on the right foot. You can't like yeah. let yourself get walked on because that is going to define the tone for the whole relationship. And I've learned that the hard way multiple times. But yeah. yeah, you just you gain so much confidence from doing it over and over and just being bad at it a lot. <laughs> right. And then finally you're totally. like, oh, okay, I need to like, you know, like a thing like I don't offer raw footage um, for my mm -hmm. weddings. I find that couples don't end up ever using it. It just sits on a hard drive. I have right. to go through and review all the footage with a fine tooth comb because Maybe I put the camera down and it's like pointing at someone's butt or something for like right. a couple seconds and it gets misinterpreted because I spent a lot of time just holding my camera at my waist. Of course. You know? Or maybe I hire a contractor that says something stupid. You That's, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, and so it, it would just take so much time for something that I know clients aren't actually going to ever use. Um, so I just don't offer it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I had a client who I kind of told that to and who insisted that he really wanted it and I ended up doing it. Mm. Um, but I kind of, through that experience, I realized like- is for a wedding. Okay. Yeah. I, I just realized like I don't have to offer services. I'm right. allowed to just say sorry we don't do that. Totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally. And like you should have the confidence to do that. Absolutely. Um don't get walked on, you know? Yeah. Um because that will set the tone for the whole yeah. the whole thing. You will it's, hate it. Yeah, I think that's really good advice to say it's totally fine to say no. Yeah. And to walk away. Yeah. Because they're not you're like it's not like school anymore. It's not like you have homework yeah. for these people. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, you're an independent person and you yeah. can just like say Yeah. You have the same amount of value as that person has. Yeah. You know, like I like that a lot. Respect yeah. yourself. Yeah. That's um, like the story I was telling you earlier. I started getting into some of uh voiceover work on Fiverr. Nothing like creative, it's just like instructional videos and stuff because right. I have my podcasting equipment. And last night after I was like taking a break from packing up my apartment because I'm moving, fun fact. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> this comes out, I'm literally in the process of moving, which is really fun. Yeah. But uh and you're helping me in the future and I yes. appreciate that. But it was like 4 a.m. when this guy messages me, and I've worked with him before on like a quick five-minute video. And this guy messaged me and said, how much for an 87,000-word script? And I thought <laughs> I thought it was a typo. I thought it was either 870 yeah. or 8,700. 8, yeah. and, I, and I made sure to put every zero afterwards because he just put 87K. And I was like, uh -huh. maybe you just have a different perception of what. K. Oh yeah, what right. K means. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. And Those so metric I, system people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I said, "Do you mean an eighty-seven thousand word script?" And he just said, "Yes." And I was like, "That's so yeah. many words. How many pages so... is that? Did you figure that out? Uh, I, I didn't. It's like a lot. Yeah. Well, well over like a, a, well over a hundred. Well, like a two thousand word essay is what? Like five pages. It's been a long time since. Maybe like four. Uh, yeah. I think a thousand can be like two or three. Okay. It's a bunch. Yep. <laughs> and then I said, That's how long? That's like 150 pages. See, I just did some yeah. math. Yeah. Good for you. Um, that sounded really snarky when I said that. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. Um, and then he said, like, how long would that take? And I said, well, you know, if you want it quicker, I can do it, but you will have to pay more. And he said, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is insane. Yeah. Even if I had no other 
nothing else to do in my life. If I wasn't moving, yeah. if I wasn't having to, to like start school in a, in like two weeks or whatever. What if he sends it to you and it's just lorem ipsum? Like <laughs> yes, the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I, I sent him the price. Originally, I wasn't going to say the price on the on the podcast because I was feeling awkward about it. But you Don't have inspired me to yeah. feel out to say it. But I was, I said like two thousand dollars. Yeah, for eighty seven thousand words in two weeks. That is such a low price. Yeah, and I'm by no means a professional, but I've done. I mean, he's he likes me. He yeah. likes the work that I do, yeah. and I have good ratings on Fiverr and stuff like that. Which Fiverr takes twenty twenty percent, so I would right. have gotten fourteen hundred. Yeah. And he was like, that's, that's not right. Which no, it's not right. No, at no, all. that your math is wrong. <laughs> is it 1600? 1600. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Sorry. Still, <laughs> still not, yeah. It's still not, yeah. not like, not a lot. One, it's not good that Fiverr takes that much money. Yeah. And two, that's just way underpaying yeah. uh, what that's worth. And so I sent that to him and he said, that's way over budget. And I said, well, I'm open to negotiating. And then he countered off her $900, wow. <laughs> which I would have made 720. Wow. So I was like, I, I just can't do that. Yeah. That's it. And he was like, after I sent that first offer, he was like, I'm going to have to speak to other artists. And I wanted to say, there's no way that you're going to yeah. find someone. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's what I think about with this guy, this Craigslist right. guy. Exactly. Like, did he find someone to produce this ridiculous video <laughs> right. for $1,000? Like, the person, you, you what, the person like lost $500 on that if they did it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Oh, they, yeah, of course. Like, you're they paying out of pocket stuff. for totally. like, like, no one's going to do that. Totally. And it's like, it's the same, same idea of if you want a high quality video, don't look on Craigslist. If you want super high yeah. quality professional voiceover, probably don't go to yeah, Fiverr. Yeah, don't go to Fiverr. Com. Yeah, are you kidding me? Like all of my work is like $5 gigs. Yeah. You know, which it's is good. like for a thousand words. You. Yeah. And it's like a little way to, to make some money. But uh, it just really, really blew me away. Mm -hmm. And for a quick second, I was like, I'm underselling myself. But I had that same idea of like $1,600 is a lot of money. Right. But then I just thought about how I would be spending my time for the next two weeks. Yeah. And I remember that I want to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'm not going to do that because yeah. that's ridiculous. But yeah. in good voiceover news, I recently secured a gig where I'm voicing over uh, drawing tutorial videos. That's so, cool. So there are people out there that are learning drawing, like technical figure drawing and stuff like that. Listening to me. Nice. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. But it's like the biggest gig I've got. It's like 50,000 words. Wow. And they're paying me like reasonable. Yeah. And what they're doing, which I like, is they're splitting it up into four like different things. So uh -huh. I don't want to have 50 at, at once. You know? Yeah. And they're super nice. They're giving me like two weeks for the first like 13,000 words and stuff. So nice. Don't undersell yourself that much yeah. because it just doesn't help you out at all. And I think if I would have accepted 720 bucks yeah. for. You would hate yourself. I would have hated myself and I probably would have done it again. Yeah. You know, because then yeah. then that's like your assumed yeah. uh, value. You have to like, there is room in this for like hustle and networking and taking low, but you have to do right. it on jobs that you're passionate about. Absolutely. Like you can take a low cut you have to. on job. Yeah. Or, or if you just really want to get some work to put on your reel or something, like, and, and you go to people and say like, hey, I'll do a really cheap video for you. But generally, if you're getting a request right. for a video and they don't offer you very much unless they're really nice about it, yeah. you shouldn't do it. Right. Sometimes they're nice about it. Yeah. If it's a charity or something. Right. But um, Some advice that I've heard from Peter McKinnon that we both watch is mm -hmm. that if you're wanting to get started in, co in not coastal videography, <laughs> that's your company, in, in commercial videography, yeah. like go in your hometown, go to the businesses that you have some relation with. And it doesn't mm -hmm. even have to be like you know the people, but like you go there all the time or whatever mm -hmm. and just say like, hey, I want to just like make a commercial for you. Like 30 seconds, I'll just shoot some B-roll for an hour or something. And maybe they'll like it. And if they don't like it, you can still put it on your reel, put yeah. it on YouTube or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that's an important thing because there's no something that I think is really frustrating is that people are really protective about payment and about money, yeah. which makes sense because of the cultural tabooness of it. Right. But when you're just starting out and making money in film, it's so hard to find out if you're being screwed or not. Yeah. Or if you're setting yourself up for failure by like asking for too much. So and also it's like worth noting that artsy types tend not to like business. Yeah, because that's a good of point. A general resistance to commercialism and art and stuff. Yeah, um, which all has its validity. But like, you really should watch some YouTube videos about basic business, or yeah. read a book, or or take some online classes or something, um, because that will help you a lot once you start to realize, oh, I need to like make sure that I am 
making money based right. on the equipment that I'm using and how much how many supplies I'm going to have to buy and my time. And that way you can come up with a reasonable price for your stuff. Like right. Like if you um like here's a quick guide for someone that's about to do the first wedding video or whatever, right? Okay. If you are shooting on $600 worth of equipment, you should account 5% of your equipment costs uh for wear and tear, something like that. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So six hundred dollars, five percent of six hundred dollars is, uh, let's see, thirty dollars. Um, so thirty dollars, right? And then let's say you're gonna be shooting for eight hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you price yourself. You know, yeah. try to try to figure out like a, a, a good wedding videographer, like a not an amazing wedding video, but right. a good wedding videographer is probably worth between a hundred and hundred fifty dollars an hour, just for their time, not including editing on all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're shooting for eight hours. You think that you're just under the like bar or whatever. You're trying to get better or whatever. Charge $75 an hour or whatever. Yeah. So then you press out your stuff that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have to buy stuff to get there, you have to include in travel. Make sure that you're meeting your expenses. And especially when you're starting, like just try to meet your expenses. Don't even try to make a lot right. of money so you can build up your portfolio and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but there are things that you can do to make it not so nebulous is what I'm trying to say. That number. Right. Totally. And that's where the business things comes in. Yeah. Like they're actually, it's actually really useful to know that stuff as much as people are resistant to it. I enjoy the business aspect of yeah, stuff. Yeah, me too. That's I my think that's part. really fun. Yeah. Maybe it's because my dad is a business owner. Yeah. And like, um, maybe I inherited that somehow, but that stuff has always really interested me. Yeah. Like the back end of small companies and stuff like that. Yeah. I think is really, really that's interesting. That's what I enjoy like most yeah. <laughs> about. Yeah. And, and you'll find out that you work with someone. It's, it's a lot of it is about getting new clients, but a lot of it is about returning clients. Mm-hmm. Like, the voiceover stuff that I'm doing, it's people that like I'll do a $5 gig and they just keep on coming back to me. And then it's nice because you like kind of know the person and stuff like that. So yeah, a lot of good advice. One of my questions was what advice do you have for people wanting to get into commercial videography? And I think we've covered that pretty well. Yeah. Um, I want to go into some audience submitted questions. Okay. If you are unaware, I always post on my personal Instagram story and the tungsten Instagram story asking for questions whenever I'm talking to someone. So you can check out Tungsten at Tungsten Originals on Instagram and me at West Like the Direction. Links to both of those are in the description. As wow, is look at you. Andrew's stuff. What can I say? Our mutual friend, Joseph, said, how are you so charming? Oh, Joseph. <laughs> I just bought this mini fridge for you. You sure did. You see. <laughs> Audience, look at the mini fridge. Yeah, he left film in it. He by did. accident. Yeah. What a bad cinematographer. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Joseph's fantastic. <laughs> he is the best. He's actually really <laughs> yeah. amazing. Um, my cousin Anthony, shout out Anthony, said, is he aware that he looks like Taron Egerton? No. I don't know who that is. He was in Rocketman and Kingsman. Uh, I still am not quite sure who <laughs> okay, that is. Let me, I'm going to look up a picture. I get Ed Sheeran all of the time. And you get Seth Rogen too, right? I've you got Seth, Seth Rogen, Rogen while we were hanging out, like walking yeah. out of Chipotle. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I get Ed Sheeran so often. I have had people come. I don't see it. I don't, I don't either. I have had people, not singular, come up to me and ask me if I was Ed Sheeran. That's insane. Yes. Not like, oh, you look like Ed Sheeran. I, 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 I'm, do I look British or whatever? No. I mean, sound British. That's what I meant to say. Right. Do I sound British? No. This is Taryn Egerton. I'm showing Andrew a picture of wow, him. Wow, that guy That's is a compliment. way more attractive than me. <laughs> That's a high compliment. <laughs> yeah. I don't He's know. He's a good looking dude. Okay, well, thank so you. So I guess you weren't aware. That's really nice. That I question. like that guy. He's the main character in um, The Kingsman? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to Google what he was in because I didn't know, like, just based <laughs> off of the name. That's funny. Let me pull up my other questions. That is a very British name. It really is. Terrence Egerton. <laughs> you said Terrence, like Egerton is a noun that Taryn owns. Terrence Egerton. Taryn, where did you leave your Egerton? <laughs> yeah. Um, my friend Lainey said, what's your favorite Shrek movie? Christmas specials included. My favorite Shrek movie is Shrek 2 the Game for GameCube. <laughs> it's a great movie. That is that movie inspired me to go to film school. Really? Yeah. It's really good. That Okay, that's not a real answer, obviously, but <laughs> that game is one of the best games on what GameCube. What do you, like, how do you play a, sh- what's the it, it objective is a, It of the is game? an RPG. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, with, like, turn-based combat. Wow. It is so good. It is so good, dude. I'm not even lying. Like, it, it was in the age where there were, some people were making video game, movie video games that were right. actually good. Like, real studios were right. making those games. And it was, like... 
it is like well known as a great game. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So check that out on GameCube. There you go. Sponsored by GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my friend Caitlin asks, would you rather have to sleep in really itchy jeans every night or mm. always apply too much sunscreen where you're keenly aware of how gross it feels? Always or like every time I apply sunscreen? I think that's a really big yeah. aspect to this question. Right. Because in my opinion, if it's only when you you know what applies sunscreen right. like to the how, beach seems like how i usually apply sunscreen anyway <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah you're already I choosing burn, that path. so <laughs> right yeah well you are british yeah that's right as we covered right um i actually am uh well like way by back descent. well right yeah <laughs> right yeah i think if it's every time like you go to the beach or whatever that's like barely sunscreen. ever so right like, exactly like i barely just avoid the beach but if it's which isn't a big loss if it's like opinion. just like constantly putting sunscreen on when i sleep in the itchy jeans <laughs> yeah you know, okay, this is a weird thing. I used to sleep in jeans voluntarily. That is pretty weird. Well, I've done that. Just <laughs> but I was, it was back when I was like in middle school. Yeah. And I had socks on too. I don't know. You sleep with your socks off? I used to. No. Uh, well, now I do, yeah. Dude, that's weird. Is it? I always wear socks to bed. That is an interesting contention in my family. Like my dad is very anti-socks on while sleeping thing. Hmm. That's weird. Yeah. Even if I like, even if I'm just, like just wearing underwear. I just like <laughs> wear socks too. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Because like my We're learning feet get a lot about cold, you. and like I don't like the yeah idea that something could just touch my skin. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like there's like a protective layer. It's like a shield. Yeah. Wow. I am super paranoid. So <laughs> that's true. That's also true. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, thank you, Caitlin, for that. Um, Carly, who acted in Thirty Eight, you'll be looking at her face. Yes, a I, bunch. I interviewed her on Tungsten. Oh, you yeah. Interviewed right. her. You helped out whenever we Tungsten shot her thing. for that. Yeah. Um, and we actually shot or we recorded her podcast interview at this table. Yeah. Um, Carly said, how long is it going to take? And Carly, not long. I don't want to give a date <laughs> for when it's going to be done okay. because who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. But 38 will be done by the end of this year. Cool. Like by the end of 2019. Right. We have on our back end like specific dates for stuff. Right. But, but I, we're not going to reveal I, those. I don't <laughs> release those. <laughs> yeah. Um, because that's bitten me in the ass before. Yeah. But Carly, thank you for listening. I'm excited to see how you put together her performance and stuff. Um, oh, she was also in Cody's senior film, right? Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah we acted together yeah. in Cody's senior. That's she right. was really great. Yeah, I've seen she her. Just I've edited multiple things with her. <laughs> okay, so I've seen her face for a long period of time. <laughs> I know who that is now. And I yes. think you pointed that out whenever you met her, like whenever we came over here to yeah. film. You're like, I've looked at your face a bunch, but we've never, I've yeah. never met you It is person. so weird. Yeah. Like when you edit stuff and then yeah. you see the actor. It's like a yeah. phenomenon that all, every mm-hmm. editor knows. Like you like see the actor and you feel like you know them, but they've right. never seen you before. And actually, it's like weirdly creepy because you were in a dark room staring at their face for like <laughs> hours screen. but it's like justified yeah. yeah it's like something that i've noticed when recording a podcast or mostly editing a podcast is i really learn about people's speech patterns mm. and how they talk and like how they breathe and yeah weird oh, yeah, stuff. yeah and like i pick it apart and try mm-hmm. to make it sound like crisp and stuff um but before we wrap out i meant to say this at the beginning but i forgot we we the proverbial we being the tungsten originals podcast is recent or uh is right now <laughs> we is right now okay. what is happening are you I'm having, having a, stroke? a stroke i'm having a stroke <laughs> i believe all this in. i meant to say this at the beginning of the episode the tungsten originals podcast is currently on the top 60 film interview podcasts on itunes that is ridiculous which is crazy yeah. <laughs> which is really insane that's awesome dude i kind of stumbled across that and what helps with getting on those lists is itunes reviews ratings and reviews that's a really big thing if you listen to other podcasts they've probably talked about it before um i checked earlier like a couple days ago and we were like number 52 or something we got two ratings and it bumped us up to like 30 something so it helps us out a bunch and if you leave us a review uh, a rating and a review so like the you know stars hopefully and the five, words yes the stars and the words <laughs> i will send you a tungsten originals logo sticker for free we have one in the studio now on yes. the mini fridge and you've got one on your uh camera case that's right as well and i will also include a drawing of your choice wow so this this is a hell of a deal <laughs> and i will come personally and <laughs> deliver it deliver it right and whisper asmr in your ear <laughs> guys this is a really sweet deal thanks so much thank you so much for listening and review come back soon <laughs> <laughs> and you have to do it while they're sleeping 
Right. That's that's also part of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but seriously, uh, if you leave a rating and a review, it genuinely helps out a bunch. And basically, it, it means that our, the podcast becomes like more discoverable because I'm not doing like a lot of advertising for this. It's mostly been word of mouth. But if people can like see us on those charts, hopefully more people will listen and we can grow the podcast. Um, so please do that. I've you know heard a lot of people saying like, I don't have an iTunes account and I wish Spotify yeah. had like a version of that. No yeah. other podcast or music player like has a version. So sorry, iTunes is kind of the thing. Yeah. So sorry. If you could still do it, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> but to those of you who have done that, I really appreciate it. Also, I want to say a huge announcement, which I don't think I've, maybe you saw this on my Instagram story because I posted about it when I was in North Carolina, but I haven't like told you this idea in person. So I was in North Carolina uh, a week ago and it was like a five hour drive up there. And the whole drive, I thought about this idea Whoa! and thought about the details. That is like, absurd. Yeah. I'm very obsessive about this kind of stuff, but I had like podcasts on the background, but I totally just zoned out and thought about this event that I want to plan. At the end of senior year, I want to do like a Tungsten Originals pop-up slash like screening event thing where it basically celebrates the work that we're all going to do senior year, celebrate the work that we're doing. The main event would be a screening of some of my close friends' senior films followed by a Q&A, but before then would be like a reception. Photographers and visual artists can put their work on the walls and sell it, and we could have like, I want to have like a sign uh, a very uh, pretentious sign that says, I am a Tungsten original. And people can get pictures nice. in front of it and they can sign it and stuff. Um, I want to just do this whole event thing that like celebrates what we do. And there's like, there's senior showcase at SCAD, which is like where the seniors show their stuff at the SCAD theaters. And it's great. This, this past year was the first year that I went, but like, there's not like hangout time and you don't get to talk to people, Yeah, you know? And it's like, it's during the week, so it's hard to find like time to go and stuff like that. So I just want to do this event somehow, and I posted on my Instagram story, and I got a bunch of like really positive feedback. I asked if people would pay like a, a five dollar cover charge max to come in, just because it's going to cost money, a lot of money to put this on. And everyone said that they would pay it, so I might be biting my tongue in the future if this <laughs> is deemed too big of a an event to put on, but I really want to do it. And I think it'd be a fun thing, like the first official tungsten event to, you know, celebrate the idea of the community of artists and yeah, all that man. kind of stuff. It would be very difficult, but you I think it. if I like put a team together, I think yeah, it's like yeah. a reasonable thing, especially if I start like early. So keep an eye out for that. And if you're in this event area, hit me up and let me know if you want to help <laughs> because I need a lot of help. I was thinking actually in that five hour drive, I was like, and I could like hire Andrew to like film it. And we could, <laughs> like, I was thinking of everything. Wow. Um, just because that's how I think about things. But yeah, I'm, I'm putting it out there kind of to get, like, keep myself honest so I can actually do it. But I think it would be a really fun thing. Um, and if you have any suggestions on like what we do or where we do it and all that kind of stuff, please let me know. But Andrew, thank you so much for today, sitting down and talking to me. Thanks for having me. Thank you for helping me move. Yeah, man. <laughs> this has been a stressful week. <laughs> I'm moving apartments right now, and I'm hoping to set up like a similar studio that you have in my new apartment because I've got more space. Nice. But yeah, and my new apartment has a fully walk-in closet. So wow. I can do voiceovers sitting down. Nice. Watch out, world. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything that you would like to plug before we head out of here? Um, ooh, uh, I mean, you can follow me on, on Instagram at CoastalVid. Mm -hmm. If you want to see my videography stuff, but to be honest, I'm terrible at uploading stuff on there. <laughs> it's all old. Savannah Presents uh, Instagram has yeah, popped well, off. Follow us on Savannah Presents. Yeah. Um, Check out the podcast. We didn't talk about that at all, but that's- uh, you start, you, We started off yeah. talking about it. The little spiel. That's a great little podcast. Thanks. And leave it a rating and review. It's only got two, and no, I did one of them. No, it six ratings and only has two well, reviews. Right, two reviews. Got to do both, folks. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's about it. Hire you. Yeah, hire me. <laughs> www.coastalvid.com. Contact at coastalvid.com. Links to all that in the description. Thanks, man. And I'm excited to see what you do with the edit, and maybe we can do me like too. a recap once it's done. Yeah, that sounds and good. And talk about Let's how we're not going to be friends anymore. And do a little commentary or something. That would be really fun. All right. Oh, if we did like like a commentary of the actual right. film and stuff. Yeah. Never done that before. It's a good idea. Pretty cool. It's a good idea. Everyone, thank you so Actually, much for listening. You know what? You just asked me if I want to plug something, and I do have something to plug. Good. 
next week um we will have uh, i will be interviewing my friend martin who has an album this will appeal to your audience of artsy people cool he has an album we are going to be recording it's like an hour long we're going to record a commentary over it um and oh, it will be cool. out sometime probably next week unless the hurricane happens and then maybe the weekend right so yeah. follow us on instagram at savannah presents if Sweet. you want to hear that and um, there's my plug okay. that's gonna be really cool yeah i'm excited for it thanks again for doing this and thanks to everyone that listens uh we are super close to crossing 2,000 total listens, which is crazy. Yeah. Keep coming back. Tell your friends. Yeah. Do it. And check out Andrew's stuff. All right. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) The worst way to end. (laughs) 